Welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Well, hello there and happy middle of the week if you're hearing this right when the podcast drops. Hey, uh, this is Patty, and I want to talk to you about haters and critics. I just got off our Facebook group of Wealth and Purpose doing a long Facebook Live around this topic because this has been going on in our group as a conversation. It's been coming up for a lot of people, and I find this really fascinating as a topic and timely because it fits into what I've been seeing energetically happening on the planet. So what we saw earlier in the year was a very intense time energetically. And that intensity can often feel uncomfortable. And and it also drives us to go inward and look inward. But it's intense because it's actually that we're in a process of soul evolution, accelerated soul evolution. Um, We're being asked to grow at faster and faster rates from a soul level. And what does that even mean? It just means they you know, the pieces of us that are essential to who we truly are and the goodness that we are is being demanded forward. Meaning the lesser parts of being human, you know, the egoic parts like greed and fear and doubt and, um, gosh, all of them. And, and, you know, just very surface level priorities are disappearing at faster and faster rates. Now, part of it has been economies and politics, lots of reasons. And part of that is that it's co-creating with the evolution of the planet to allow souls to really get down and deep into what matters. And if you felt the earlier part of the year was really challenging emotionally or psychically or even physically, just understand there were energetic components to that. I don't, I honestly don't think it's, it's that intensity has really decreased like significantly, but I think there was kind of some spaciousness around it, especially with um, the full moons in Libra. It's not like I know so much about all these things, but they, you know, um, Libra, which is my sign is more about beauty and love and relationships And, you know, gave some space for that. And in that space, and then, you know, alongside just spring energy, I think we started just generally speaking as a community to step out more and to put ourselves out more. And when that happens, the natural sort of interaction with our environment is that if we've got stuff to look at, you know, doubts and insecurities, the universe is going to hold up a mirror to that with the way that other people interact with us. And that's what brings out the haters and the critics. 
and I am dealing with my own right now, actually, and doing my own process. And so when I talk to you on this podcast, believe me, it's coming from a place of empathy. It's coming from a place of compassion. I don't live free from this experience at all of, you know, I'm not impervious to haters and critics. I have gotten to a point where most of them do not bother me, especially if it's someone I don't know. It does not typically affect me at all. But when it is someone I do know, someone I have a relationship with, it still, it does hurt and it brings up stuff, you know? And here's what I want to tell you about that is that when it's bringing up stuff, when you're getting triggered by a hater or a critic, as much as you can offer it over to divine grace and offer gratitude that you're being triggered this way. Because when you're being triggered, it's just like as if there was silt that had settled to the bottom of the ocean. Or, you know, if you had a jar of water and like um, some sand settled to the bottom of the jar, but what you really want is the jar free from that sand or that silt. It's like it shakes it so that it moves it to the top to a place where you can actually get at it and then free yourself from it. And it gives you space to do some work on it. Yay, work on our stuff, just what we want. But here's the thing. If you truly are pursuing wealth with purpose, which means that you are looking to live an abundant life while living out your purpose on this planet, you don't have the option of not doing your work on yourself. You don't have the luxury of living unconsciously. I'm sorry. That's the downside of having wealth with purpose. And if that's really your goal, then having a trigger gives you access to something that's been lying dormant, that's actually keeping you from what you most want, which is freedom. Like, Can you imagine being able to walk on the planet free from fear, free from doubt, free from insecurity? Well, that's that's what a trigger gives you. It gives you access to that freedom because when that thing is alive inside of you, it means you can clear it. Now, I have had the benefit or the, the upside of being free from that insecurity in another environment. So I know what it feels like in my body to feel that freedom even though I don't always feel it as an entrepreneur. And I told this story in our Facebook group, and I think it's it just highlights what it looks like, what the other side looks like um, when you don't have, when you're not triggered. Because oftentimes what I can hear from people, especially my clients when they're in it, is that there's really a strong desire to blame the critic or the hater, right? That they're the ones causing us the pain. And it seems like that's like a really obvious truth right? Because they're the ones being kind of nasty and not nice and they're making us feel bad. They are to blame. But the only way they can make us feel that way is if there's something inside of us getting triggered. And so I'm going to tell you a little story about how I was in a situation where I could have very easily blamed someone else. And I didn't because that I was completely free from the insecurity that could be triggered by this person's actions. So a long time ago when I was working in the bank, I had a very beautiful um, situation. I had an enlightened boss. Um, He was from Europe and from a country that really 
you know, had very forward thinking ideas about women in business and really was raised. He, this person was raised understanding that, you know, a woman having children and giving birth and all of these things are, you know, sacred rights. And like, he was just enlightened. So when I moved onto his team, he really valued my skill that I brought and also honored the fact that I was a mother and gave me a title and a schedule that honored both. And so I had this corner office and this really balanced work life. I worked 30 hours a week. And when I needed to work from home, he was fine with that. And I had a true 30 hour work week. And this was years ago when this was not like a given. And so there was some criticism of that, especially from um, one man in particular. He really was pissed off that I had this. And when I, and I got pregnant while I was uh, working on this team and went out on maternity leave and took a full six months, which was my right. And my boss was fine with that. And it was a true maternity leave. They weren't you know, texting me. Well, I don't even think we had texts back then. This was like 12 years ago, 11 years ago, but they weren't calling me all the time and bothering me. I had, I had set a strong foundation for my maternity leave. I had left the team in good shape, but this particular person, I think he was really intimidated by my knowledge, my industry knowledge. Cause that was kind of his shtick. Like that was what he brought to the table. He wasn't a great manager. He wasn't great at a few things. Technology, he was lost, but he really was considered himself an industry specialist. And I was as well. I'd worked in the niche that I kind of in finance, I had worked in that niche for, um, since I had been 16 because my uncle had owned a company in a, in a similar industry. And so I didn't have any insecurities about my, my knowledge or what I brought to the table because I had all of these supportive situations around me. I had external uh, validation. I had had industry awards and bank awards. And then I also had a boss who acknowledged my skill. And so I had like a lot of great things coming from the outside. And, um, you know, I was just free from any insecurity about it. And so while I was out on maternity leave, uh, this man that was, you know, had it, had a concern for my position and just always was poking at me. He started to undermine a program I had put together. I was at that time I was a product developer for our Fortune 100 companies. That meant I I created sort of complex financial products for designed specifically for a single client. So these were our Fortune 100 companies, the Cokes and the UPS and the bigger clients. And for this one particular client and he tried to undermine it and and some things went wrong while I was out with this product that I had created, but they really were, they were execution problems. They weren't things that were actually fundamentally wrong with the product itself. And had they called me, I could have given them the answer and they didn't, they were being respectful, but he just kept undermining and undermining what I had done. And people in the office were feeding me that information. And as my husband would hear about it, he'd say like, how are you not getting upset about this? How is this not freaking you out? And it just wasn't because I was so clear about what I knew. I was clear about the quality of my work. I was clear uh, that this was the, like that I had created something really, really great for this client. And I knew it was not 
it would not be undermined. I just knew it. And I knew even if it was temporarily that I could fix it when I returned. And I also was solidly clear that this bonding time with my daughter was my top priority. Like all of these things were crystal clear to me. So his actions did not affect me at all. I mean, when I look back on it, I kind of look back and at all because I, I have way lesser things happen in my business now that I'm an entrepreneur and they affect me way more. And so, you know, sure enough, I get back to work and my boss is telling me about, you know, that there were some serious concerns with this product I put together, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there had been some, you know, the guy had set some doubts into my boss's mind, but still he was an open and honest person. And he was, he was ready to hear what I had to say. And within two weeks, I had fixed the mess that this Yahoo had created. And so all of that work he had done to undermine me, you know, as is with the universe, came back at him in a whoosh. And within probably six months, he was let go, not specifically because of this situation, but because of multiple things he had done. You know, when when someone works hard, when that critic or hater is putting that nastiness out into the world, when someone does not eat it up, ingest it by making it their own. Meaning if you don't take on the pain that they're sending your way, it naturally goes back to that person. You know, it has a boomerang effect. And in fact, the universe, whether you ingest it or not, eventually it heads back to that person anyway. And so if you want to know like how that critic or that hater is going to be basically punished for their bad actions, believe me, the repercussions, just the natural universal energetic repercussions of what they're doing will come back to them. And in this case, that was, that was the way with this particular coworker I had. And, and, you know, as, as we went forward, it even, what it did was it actually even further solidified my value in the company because I didn't come on and, and try and defend myself. I just went in and I fixed it and I calmly dealt with it, you know, and did not become a crazy person, which was certainly my right at that point to have been out on maternity leave and to be, you know, undermined in that way is what. I think I would have had every right to kind of flip out on him. <laughs> but I I was free from the insecurities that would have driven that reaction. And so now what I love about my time in banking, for the longest time I wondered why God would you have put me in banking for so long when I feel like my purpose was really to help people in, you know, in this like soul-fueled way. And so so many times along this path, now that I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years, I can look back and realize how many bones I can rely on, like how many structures, internal structures my time in banking created for me, how many knowledge bases and ways of working have been able to help me serve my people more and grow more as an entrepreneur. And that is one that I call on. Like at times where I'm faced with a hater, I fall back and remember being in that place of being, you know, just outright attacked right? And it not affecting me. And so I can call on that knowledge to know, okay, if this critic or this hater is bothering me, it's because something inside of me needs to be cleared in order for me to be free. And since freedom is my highest goal, then I'm going to work on me 
and not work on fixing, you know, the situation, appeasing or adjusting or recalculating to make the hater neutralized or wrong or whatever it is. Now, if someone is out there and they are affecting your brand or your personal well-being, I'm not saying you shouldn't um, have a conversation with them or you shouldn't address it. it. That's not my advice at all. What I'm saying is go first inside. First address what's happening inside. And then from there, have the conversation with the person or make you know the adjustment or you know do whatever external actions will help. But have it come from a place of wholeness. Have it come from a place of clarity. Have it come from a place of love. Because the thing is, even if you have something difficult to say to someone or something negative, if you are bringing it out of you and into the world from a place of love, from a place of power, from a place of strength, it will not have that boomerang effect. But if you go after them with the goal of hurting them the way they've hurt you, you will just increase that boomerang effect that's already started. And as much as their stuff's going to come back to them, that hurt you're putting out in the world is going to come back to you, even though you didn't quote unquote start it. So I truly hope you're not dealing with a critic or hater. I really hope that for your sake that that's not part of your life path because, hey, if it's not, it means you did the work in this in your last life to clear it and good on you. And hey, shoot me an email, patty at pattylennon.com. Tell me how you got there. Tell me what wisdom you have for me around this. Or better yet, join our Facebook group, Wealth and Purpose, and share with our members how you got there and how you approach us, because I think we all get to learn from each other. You know, um, one of my clients had posted something about overcoming her, her feeling like, you know, a, a teacher or a coach was like up there and, and she was on some lower level and, and she wasn't talking about me. It, she was just talking about a generalized experience of really leveling the playing field and starting to see herself as equal. And I think that's so important for all of us to understand that we are all teachers and students of each other. You know, there's no one higher up that has been given the official, you know, right to teach and mentor and coach. And then others are like down below and all they can do is absorb energy. No, or absorb information. A Reiki teacher, my Reiki teacher told me, you know, we're all standing in a circle and sometimes we're helping the person to the left. And sometimes we're helping the person to the right. And sometimes we're receiving help from the left. And sometimes we're receiving help from the right. And that is it. That circle That is the essence of the divine feminine inside of all of us. That is the absence of power structures developed to keep some low and some high. And so if you've got something to share on this, I welcome it and and I appreciate it. And I know our group would. And if you're already a part of Wealth and Purpose, thank you for being in it, the Facebook group, because I love our community. I love the conversations we're having. And and if you're not a part of it, come join us because it is an amazing, amazing group of people where we do focus on creating wealth with purpose. So with that, I will leave you with this thought. Whatever your critic or hater might be saying to you right now, hear my words. Hear my words in your heart and your head. You are a gift. 
You are a gift to this world. We need you. Your birth was on purpose. And all of us agreed to come because you agreed to be here. Remember that because that's what matters. Much love, my friend. Much love. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found us. It fills my heart when I read a review and helps us reach many more people. So thank you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.